Well, lads, how are you? How are you getting on? Good now. More sport this morning, is it? There's a fair <laughs> bit of sport, yeah. That's the common theme on this. Sometimes we squeeze in some other stuff, but generally... OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. The News Round on Off The Ball. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave for your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Welcome along. Coming at you on a Wednesday evening. So Keith Wood and Rory O'Connor are on the way. Wednesday night rugby starts at 8 o'clock as usual. Meanwhile, it's another Champions League evening ahead of us. So Mr. Kenny Cunningham has invited himself along for the evening. Kenny, hello. (laughs) That's true. Is that true? You texted me and said, I'll see you Wednesday. Texted you? Yeah. Ah, Joe, you're betraying confidences now. You're betraying confidences. I didn't know that was private. Yeah. We keep it simple, though. There's no... Uh, how are you? Yeah, we don't flare up like... You really how's, don't. How's it going? How's the family? Blah, blah, blah. No. Are you in? Yeah, right. Done. <laughs> See you thanks. Wednesday. Yeah. Good to catch up. Uh, Richie McCormick, hello to you. Evening, gents. How are you? Very well. Very well. Uh, so, Champions League continuing apace. Been described, Kenny, as the most disappointing quarterfinal stages of the Champions League in... Nigh on a decade, we're not getting any great comebacks, no great drama, it's just trundling along. Yeah, the Napoli game, decent enough last night, they missed a penalty late on, didn't they? The Georgian boy missed a penalty, he's had a score, that could have been pretty tasty, that was close enough. Decent enough. (laughs) Blowing my socks off here. Just saying, just saying, there's only a goal in it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, the game last night, funnily enough I thought Chelsea uh, played well first half of his players, because I watched the game Saturday against Brighton and they really struggled, out of sorts and... Yeah, feared from a little bit going into the game last night, but they made a game. They played well first half. I thought setup was was good, and yeah, who knows? Had they got that four, had chance to get the, the opening goal, didn't they? The first half, and I still feel though it's a bit of a stretch. If they had got that first goal, well, the probability is Madrid still would have found those for that those two goals maybe at some point during the second half. So, did you see Thiago Silva's interview? No, of Chelsea, he is basically saying this is a complete mess. We've even had to get bigger dressing rooms because we can't fit our first team squad in our dressing room. We're all. I was going to say, me big car. Can we can't fit our cars into the car park well, there? The Lamborghinis. Not enough room for the Lamborghinis. That too. <laughs> that too. We can't even get a dressing room that uh, is the right size at this. That's stage. a bit weak, though. I've got to be honest with you. I know what you think, Rich. Like if that's it, if that's the extent, I thought you were going to. Tiago was going to say about the, the transfer policy and the direction of the club, but. You know, I've got a squeeze next to the, the fellow alongside me in the in the dressing. We've got to give up some of my personal space. Is a no, is a bit weak. He's, he's not saying that literally the dressing room issue is. Oh, that's the what you issue. said. He said he's <laughs> illustrating the point that the squad Rich, is just far too big. What did you hear? The Joe said there. It did sound vaguely va- va- like a spatial issue, but I get where Tiago is coming <laughs> do, from. Do you think he was trying to illustrate a point, from. perhaps? I don't think I don't think all thirty-eight players or whatever were in the dressing room ahead of kickoff last night, Kenny. To, to Joe's point there, I think yeah. to save his arse there. Um, but there is there is an issue. Like we mentioned it last night on, on on the show when I was doing the team news. Like um, there's always one player in that Chelsea starting eleven where you go, oh yeah, I haven't thought of him in a while, and he went through their bench last night, and the, there's players there, and there's players not even involved in the match day squads that are you know worthy of going into first teams elsewhere maybe not Champions League teams but certainly you know top league teams uh, wherever that may be and there's just too many of them it's yeah. like it's 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 a, it's a hodgepodge of a squad there's no uh, Didier Drogba's quotes about there being no class 
Um, we had um, God, who do we have on the show talking about it last week? Uh, basically saying that in all the days of Roman Abramovich and for all the chopping and changing he did a manager, there was a true line in terms of recruitment and there was a straight line that they were sticking to in terms of the players they were bringing in that would suit what they saw as the club being this time around it's like we'll buy him we'll buy him oh Arsenal are interested in him we'll gazump them and buy him uh, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's I'm not too sure I understand what you're saying the broader point you're right in terms of the recruitment the numbers that have come in for me that was the biggest issue for Potter I don't know if we spoke about it before just managing those uh, those numbers not difficult they made problems for him in that respect should be more of a drip feed for me in terms of these players would have made it a lot easier uh, for Potter for me to manage the kind of dressing room in general if that's the kind of broader point you're alluding to the start. I think that's that's fine. I don't I don't quite buy into this hodgepodge. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. They're just grabbing players left, right, and centre. It's madness here. There's no direction, no sense to what they're doing. That's too far of a uh, stretch. Because for me, there's like yeah, there's, there's a clear vision in terms of what they're trying to do in terms of recruiting some of the best young available talent uh, around the world and bringing. But does, the, but does buying but does getting Joao Felix in on a loan deal for six months when there's no, no well, obligation to buy yeah. when they don't need any more players in that particular yeah. position yeah, does, individually, that, does that speak to yeah I think like individually a, can chip away at it but fundamentally if you look at the uh, the profile of those players who he's br- uh, brought in in terms of Fafana Badia uh, Shaley Mudrig uh, Fernandez, uh, the other uh, Fafana they're all like 18, 19, 20, 21 uh, years of age they're the best of young talent around Europe does that mean they're going to develop into the, the world class players maybe not but I think that was the idea bringing in a coach like Potter who's kind of track record of developing players saw that at Brighton Rich didn't you in terms of the group you had down there individually they all improved underneath his tutelage at Brighton although it took a bit of time I'll give you that so I think that's for me that's the kind of that's the kind of vision there's, there's a vision there I, I, I can't look at that and think, I don't look at that and think well, what the hell are they trying to do here it makes, Kenny, Kenny. makes no sense they had to change the dressing room because it was too tight again imagine the disruption <laughs> that that would have caused uh, what was the most cramped dressing room in the Premier League the old Anfield was small Oh, there was a few. There was, was a few very, cracker jacks. I, could, I couldn't believe how bad the Anfield dressing room was ten years ago when I got to get a, a look at it. I remember going up to Rotherham, uh, and we couldn't we couldn't change there. The 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 kit man came back to the hotel a few hours before and said, "Look, forget it." Going in there, there was an old skilled sauna. It was an old skilled sauna. They put a sauna in there, taking up half the room <laughs> in the dressing room. You could, only, you could only go in groups of five to get changed. So we got tra- uh, changed on the bus. We got changed on the bus and came in literally and put our boots on and went down so I mean that'd be championship style there was plenty of them around back in the day but ah yeah I I just think it's weak it's all part of the experience this was part of the challenge getting there and dealing with all these I'm not looking for excuses I just well obviously Thiago Silva's looking for excuses I just want you to take us behind the curtain what was the worst dressing room in Premier League level oh Premier League oh that's changed now Joe when I I played in your day yeah I'm trying to think that would have been the old it would have been the old stadiums, wouldn't it? Maybe the Dell going down to uh, Southampton. So, I mean, are we talking just cramped and wooden benches and miserable? We have to be a level above that. Ah, they'd be small enough. No, they would be small enough. Yeah, the lads would be standing up. The, so, the, the lads who maybe cup the substitutes, lads go out on the pitch and have a, have a walk around. Just let the lads, the first 11 get changed and, <laughs> and then in you come. Yeah, but that was just part, part, part and parcel. It was generally accepted. There's no moaning. Oh, listen, absolutely. And did they all have the big baths that you all pile into? 
Oh, I'm gonna be starting with the big bats. Yo, you commute up. Everyone having a beer. Yeah, they're, the they're, they're coming back, Rich. They're coming back to go. Went in the Aviva. For, yeah, the Aviva. Went into the Aviva first time a couple of years ago. Was it we, uh, when I went in there? And yeah, massive. They do, uh, yeah, they, but they have showers big. and they have a huge <laughs> bath as well. I must have spoken about this before the, that first communal bath thing when I went to Millwall uh, when I oh, I'd say they had a nice communal bath did they but this was but this was general after training Rich the kit man kit man's responsibility when you went down to train he'd start the bath that was the big that was your you got to get the bath right <laughs> the temperature big pressure on the kit man would you so, would you put bubble bath in ever so all the last so listen I was never in for us because I was you know booting around the place half the tra- uh, training kitty in the candy shop didn't want to come off to train the pitch which was a massive <laughs> massive mistake on my part because <laughs> when I got back in 25 30 hairy arse lads have already been in the bath ahead of you I think you can uh, yeah, oh. I don't have to describe exactly what was waiting for me when, I, when, I, when we got in there so it was always a case no the knack was what? Were there no such thing as a shower back then? Yeah, but the lads ideally should have showered and then jumped in. But you know the lads are like coming off all mudded up, way straight, <laughs> straight in, steaming hot bath. Nobody's going into it. Nobody's going into the shower for So all of them went. So by the time you came in, oh, oh all oh. sorts of algae swimming on the top of that war. <laughs> so it was a skill in itself. So you couldn't wait to... to uh, pull the tap and drain all the the bath was too big you'd be there for like two hours like yeah. waiting for your bath so the skill was to unplug the bath and put the hot water at the same time and as it kind of bit of a dropped out you'd get a little bit so that was it that was you had to settle for that <laughs> the good thing was when you arrived in after training pitch an hour after everybody had left you had the whole had the whole thing to yourself you felt mm. like a king and would <laughs> Opposition teams ever turn off the hot water in a dressing room? If you're the away team, they make sure that Kenny and the lads are cold. No, I don't. No, I don't remember too. No, I don't remember too uh, too much of that. It's very rare to have the communal in the uh, in in the actual um, uh, football uh, the stadiums. Actually, that was more so the training. Yeah, training facilities. Don't remember too many of them now. On the because that was big old size. Those things. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the good old days, the old communal bats. <laughs> yeah, because you'd often see shots of winning teams and all the lads in the bath, cans of beer. Yeah, champagne, champagne, the whole shebang. Yeah. Well, I used to, as I got a bit older, to be honest with you, I need, need to, <laughs> I needed to stretch for obvious before games. I literally need to get into the bath. We all have our different things. Told me to, to loosen my body up so I could actually stretch. I used to stretch quite a bit the changing room before I went out onto the pitch. So maybe communal bath would have been out trying to fill that thing up before the game. So that's when the individual, you know, the facility starts to improve. Dressing rooms, away yeah. dressing rooms. You'd have three or four separate baths in there. So that, that used to do me a treat what was the best dressing room Arsenal and the Marble Hall Arsenal but not not for the reasons that you've said Arsenal was the first um, uh, dressing room I went into underfloor heating oh nice underfloor heating Rich the luxury unbelievable so from the days of Lansdowne Road taking off your shoes uh, your trainers <laughs> we used to arrive at Lanzarote Road the first thing everybody did it was like being on a holiday in Spain you threw your towel on the on the ground at Lansdowne Road because the concrete floor it was freezing it was biting cold so your towel went down you used to hop from towel to towel around the Lansdowne this is what I'm talking about that made it harder stuff than that no? but Arsenal was the exact opposite under soil under soil heat toil floor under soil heat oh. you were probably lying on it were you oh, I loved it that's nice. Love the class. <laughs> mm. The hybrid. 
Ivory class. That was a touch of class. Where did the marble go? Was it just that initial hallway that you'd go into? Everyone used to talk about the bloody marble hallways. Yeah, you walked up the steps, didn't you? Walked up the steps, the big door, and yeah, yeah marble floor. I think that extended into the into, like you said, the uh, the dressing room. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. That I must admit, I love that stadium. Touch of yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Yeah. I mean, the Emirates, you know, ticks a lot of boxes, but yeah, you can't hold the torch. Oh no, Ivory was architecture. You know, it's a pity. It's, is, is the exterior fully gone? I know the apartments are there now. Have they they've left? Kept, it? Yeah, they've oh, kept listed. They? I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that to. entrance to the front. Yeah, You'd it's only to. a small thing. Yeah, but even that, I suppose. But the pitch itself, the pitch was immaculate. Joe, the plane surface. Oh, I know. Now, even ba- even back then, a bit of a slope, when a slight little bit of a slope, s- slope down. Towards one goal? Yeah, yeah, ever so slightly. Yeah, because there was still a few of them around at the time, wasn't there? Yeah. Oxford, remember Oxford, Rich. Slopey pitches, come on, what have you got? Oxford, the manor ground, the manor ground, the Dell, the Dell, Rich, that slope into the bit corner. Of slope, yeah. Bit of a slope. Yeah. <laughs> Massive slope. <laughs> you played there. That was altitude. Yeah. You're coming from altitude you're, you're, in the den. You're talking to Rich here like what he was playing with you at centre half there. <laughs> he wasn't there. I respect Rich's got you know rep knowledge, bit of knowledge. No, but the two yeah. the two D flattens it Don't out. Don't be you know? talking Rich down, Joe. Uh, Rich, here's a question yes. for you. If we're talking about Highbury being listed, that that front facade. Yeah. Mm. So they're going to have to do something about Old Trafford in the next couple of years. Is the best thing to do at Old Trafford? just to steamroll the thing and go from scratch out of the Emirates or will they have to keep the facade in some shape or form see what nothing stands out that? nothing stands out for me though I haven't been there in a long time Old Trafford can you remember anything stick in your mind the outside like the, of Old Trafford no not oh. really and like it's kind of there's, like a shed material around most of it yeah there's, there's, there's that one corner Do you remember that famous picture of, of Don Revy uh, escorting Gilesy out of out of Old Trafford on his way to Leeds yeah. where you, I think there was like some signage up around there but by and large it's a fairly modern construct well modern in the you know overall sense construction um, I don't think you look at it and you're like there's not much there that you'd, you'd salvage really it's not, nothing that goes mm. back to like the, the 1800s no. that you'd really like the go out of your way to, to yeah. take yeah steamroll that we're saying so are they going to shift it are they going to move uh, like the uh, literally same dimensions where the pitch is at the moment or are they going to try and move they have a lot of, lot of land around there they? do have a lot of land around I there I remember the car coming in there oh, there's yeah. loads of uh, room around the back I presume they own all that land do they the car park's I there I think they anyway. did haven't they bought a lot of that over the years I heard they were pitching they this, have, yeah. this that and yeah maybe for this kind of eventuality okay well then they have to just steamroll it and they have to look at Spurs' stadium and say that's the future well, it's a bit like uh, uh, Bowsrich, isn't it? Potentially, yeah. you know better than me. They're going well, to gonna swivel happen, that. Yeah. They're going to swivel yeah. that, aren't they? Now, I know it's yeah, the they're going to turn it 90 degrees. Yeah. yeah, but it's weird, isn't it? Do you think? Even just it, like, I find it weird. Even looking at the plans today, <laughs> Dublin City Council put out the plans for Daily Mount, the perspective plans, and it was like, still trying to get your head around the, the pitch being turned. You're like, no, the, the goal's in the wrong place there. Stop. But um, I tell you what I do yeah. like, Rich. Are they still talking about the two terracing behind the goals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be terrorism. tasty, Joe. That's okay. going to be atmosphere. There is going to be electric. Uh, actually, I was watching the other night for Rovers Shelburne. That was a good game. Oh, what Great a game. game on TV! What, what a, a game! Well, we were just saying last night. What a brilliant product for yeah. advertisement for the league. It was great. No, it was a cracker. It was the best I've seen Shells play under under Duffers, and I've seen quite a lot of Shells play live. And I haven't seen every game. Duffers my mm. concert to get me on that, but start to finish, I thought they're absolutely outstanding. Rovers couldn't live with them first half. And fair play to Rovers, they came out and found their mojo second half. But it was a great game. Mm. 
second half Graham Borg Jack Bourne came to the far the football was great some yeah. of the combination play with them was brilliant Shell's goal on the counter attack was as good as you're ever yeah. as you're going to see no it was great 2-2 two, two draw if anyone missed it it was really good I mean you found myself watching it saying jeez this is the future's here Daily Mount know? as well Daily Mount uh, Bows and Pats same night somebody's asking how is Richie after Friday night uh, well, Grand to, top, top of the league is what I am Joe exactly That's he's looking funny. down on everyone looking down on everybody someone's texted in to say New Trafford <laughs> it's the name of the area though isn't it uh, communal bath with the crazy gang Jesus says the texture yeah enough said and Stee says Kenny Joe was saying I wasn't saying this Joe was saying that you were at fault for Tony Yeboah's Wonder Goal the other night. You should be. Ah, uh, behind me back. <laughs> I wasn't saying uh, that. Beckham psycho, behind me back, stabbing me. That's, ah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that, you're better than that, Joe. Line. I've there's, told you about this so before. To me face, Joe. To me, I can take it. No, I'm a big boy. I, I Kenny's we witnessed three of the Rich, best Premier League goals of all time. I'm you let him get away with that when I wasn't well, I'm just here. Oh, I said he was involved. you witnessed three of the best Premier League goals of all time. Don't backtrack, Joe. We were talking about stadiums. Stop digging, Joe. Stop digging, Joe. What were we talking about, Mick? Just hold your hand up. Leeds Liverpool games. Oh yeah, yeah. I tell you that, Kim. But we were saying, and you can answer this question in a second. If I say, if we say Leeds Liverpool to you, what game do you think? You can't of? blame me for that. Uh, Tony Abou goal against Liverpool. Well, Surely uh, not. Well, you're not going to blame me for that one as well. well I was saying, the, I was saying on the pitch. I was saying Beckham the Viduka halfway one. line. Your fault. <laughs> the Viduka one. Oh, I'm not, I, do you know what? I'm not going to bother here explaining myself. Yeah, I did. You're totally at fault. <laughs> it is true. I have said. I have gone on um, record before to say some of the greatest Premiership goals I have been. Party directly to. and indirectly. Party oh, do. Do you think you I inspire the, people? I have been in the immediate vicinity. Do you just give? Like, did they get to get a sense? You know, fear can help. Some you play well. They're like Jesus. It's Cunningham. <laughs> that shot of adrenaline. Do you think that's what it is? It's only a matter of time before he's going to give the ball to me. He's going to get. He's going well, to hand so, it over. So we got to get it moving here because Richie's prepared a news round which we're ignoring. What great goals have you been party to? Yeboah, Decanio. Uh, De Canio and probably Beckham. That's probably a stretch. You just see me little quiff in the corner of the in the corner of the, the screen. <laughs> Were you next? Were you near Beckham? You do the No, side? I was about forty yards away. Like, but, but you could sense you, you could there. Still, add a, yeah, he, obviously, he you had a there. stretch. You could you could put me in the frame, Joe. <laughs> Clearly, which is what you're what you're doing behind me back. You wouldn't have closed him down, no. <laughs> no my speed. And what was the middle one you said? The De Canio one. The Canyon, the Canyon, the the bow one for me was the one. Oh my! I was behind, I was behind them, like thinking I might get back and try and tackle him here in a minute. But he literally just was half folly under the crossbar, about three and bubble out up and down and crash into the room. No spectacular, no kind of hot hot shot hamish yeah. stuff that you grew up reading about. That type of stuff. That was outrageous. Ah, oh, unbelievable. Yeah, and as soon as he hit it, did you think, my I God, was clapping. that is no. <laughs> I was cl- no, I wasn't, wasn't clapping up. Put on Tony. There was a powder puff header about two seconds in the lead up to, I think. <laughs> there was. For me. Yeah, you yeah. Didn't. But it was just, it was a far enough removed time wise from it that it gets cut. It gets cut when people show the goal, thank God. Yeah. And the other one was, is it the Decanio scissors? Yeah. Scissors Outside kick, of the boot. Yeah. I've had so this, like, and was it over your head? Yeah, yeah. I've had oh, this. So you're yeah, in a position. Yeah, I've had this <laughs> Phoenix from the Flames moment with a few people just dissect and what I could have done. Oh, could you were out of position. Being, oh, yeah. Just no spring. If I had had a bit of spring in my body, I'd have been all right. But you have to allow for that with your positioning and you didn't. Exactly. That's a fair point. It's a good comeback, Joe. It's a good comeback for you. It's rare I win anything <laughs> with this man, so we'll move on. The news round is brought to you as ever with thanks to our good friends at Gillette Labs. And as ever, you can get the Neon Night edition available now. Richie, where are we starting? 
Uh, Real Madrid and AC Milan will discover their Champions League semi-final opponents tonight. The former's looks to be less of a mystery as Manchester City taking a 3-0 lead. Take it off, Kenny. Into the second leg of their quarter-final away to Bayern Munich. Uh, Bayern line out with a couple of changes. An interesting one in defence. Jan Sommer continues in goal. Uh, back four then from right to left of Benjamin Pavard. Dio up a Meccano. Matthias De Ligt. And against his parent club, Joao Cancelo comes in for Alfonso Davis. Joshua Kimmich and Leon Gretzka continue in midfield. Leroy Sané, Jamal Masalia and Kingsley Coman are the trio that are in behind this time around. Eric Maxim Chupa Moting. Sadio Mane is on the Bayern bench that despite his record, €350,000 fine for hitting teammate uh, Leroy Sané last week. Uh, Edgerson continues in goal indeed. It's an unchanged Manchester City 11 from last week. Mamal Kanji, Ruben Diaz, Nathan Ake, they're back three. John Stones and Rodri sitting in front of the defence. Then it's a quartet of Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Ilkay Gundogan and Jack Grealish in behind Erling Haaland. Elsewhere, Emilan Derby is on the cards on the other side of the draw. Inter hold a 2-0 first leg lead ahead of their second leg with Benfica at the San Siro. Both games kick off at eight. And first place third tonight in the Women's Super League with Manchester United at home to Arsenal and Brighton play Everton. On the punching a teammate, even in your more robust days where there are arguments I'm sure plenty of the time would there have been a real sense that no 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 that's crossing the line you just can't do that or was it all fair no yeah it depends on the individual circumstances they're all different normal little coming together and, and if you know a few digs thrown you know just just move on okay yeah so I don't know exactly so it's easy for me to look at that situation and say that's a massive overreaction what's going on there find them 300 it's a man's game etc 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 but you know, if it was a case of man who walked around the corner and Sane's back was torn and he threw a dig he couldn't see him from behind you know that type of thing then the dressing would view that well that, that's that's banging over you need to need to step in here so I'm not exactly sure but generally speaking no that type of stuff I, I never I never heard of a teammate Fine, and there was a few. There was a few on the training pitch. Would would have went off a few times, like you know what I mean, and you know blood everywhere and that type of thing. But no, I never remember. Okay, the lads were generally like, no, that's it. You know, it's happened. Let's you know, okay. let's move on. Interesting. It wasn't a line has been crossed. You don't strike me as someone who was uh, lose your temper and throw a punch type on a training ground. No, no, I don't remember. No, no, I don't remember. No, not, no, on the train the ground or that. No, I wouldn't that, have. that doesn't sound convincing. All of a sudden. No, I wouldn't have. No, not me. Not Who did the, you punch? No, the, <laughs> I'm trying to be not trying to pitch. No, no, it's, uh, teammates. No, it's, it, particularly, yeah. I mean, maybe opposition and things like they can all get a little bit. Although I don't remember too much there yeah. either on the pitch. No, I, no, I don't remember resorting to that. We all get a little bit wound up on occasion, but generally speaking, I was tried to keep myself in, in control I always felt as if you know I wanted to be clear to me yeah. in my head between the ears sometimes you might wind it up a little bit on purpose and you know you buy into that madness a little bit but I, I always tried to keep myself clear at the same time between between my ears yeah Rich, where are we going next? I was never going to fight anybody uh, anyway, to be honest. This is true. Uh, Jack Byrne could be mo- set for a move to the United States. Charlotte FC have seen two bids rejected by Shamrock Rovers for the 26-year-old midfielder. It's expected the MLS club will return with another six-figure bid before their transfer window closes. That's on Monday. Byrne's Rovers contract expires at the end of this season and they are away to St. Pat's on Friday. Mm. Yes, it's six not, it's figures. No, it's no surprise. A hundred grand, yeah. See him doing very well at that level. He's a bit of a home bird, Jack Byrne, though, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but we're all we're all homebirds, Joe. But this football is a profession, isn't it? It's a good. I say it's a decent opportunity for him, but he'd be missed. Oh yeah, 
and the league had missed him not just Rovers yeah the league had missed him like I said Jay lit up second half the other night against yeah. uh, Pats but we're all different aren't we some people might look at that American experience and think oh I'm not so sure you know European football here potentially uh, with Rovers the league's on the up crowds and all that type of thing but you know it's a different challenge it's a different environment some players might look at that US thing thinking, oh not for me but you know he might be looking at thinking yeah I fancy a bit of that mm. so still only 26 yeah do you have a sense he could have done more in the game higher level in England just like the yeah, technical yeah it was too early to be talking to those times he's, he's only 26 years but I mean age. should he not be in the championship now I think he, I think yeah I think he's good enough I think he's good enough to play in the in the championship yeah without a doubt sometimes it's just time and you know things I think in terms of the qualities which he has mm. his football and ability yeah he is I think he is good enough you know whether he sits at Rovers and waits for the opportunity to present itself again you know maybe he's just he's hungry to go and prove himself in a in a different league just experience I, th- I think it's interesting that that never occurred to him that was, that was conversations we never had as players when I played and I played you know, championship football for a large part of my uh, career as well and obviously a bit of premiership but n- never never at any time was thinking about oh, jumping you know whether it was Europe or America or, or just trying something uh, different you know different experience the whole thing it was just never in the in the conversation we were kind of very blinkered in our approach you know you played at the highest level and that was it Yeah, basically you never looked further afield so it's that's changed now, isn't it? The game's kind where, of. Where would what would your American city of choice been? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't have been. Um, I would have liked a bit of scenery. Uh, Denver, maybe Denver, Colorado. Okay. Yeah, a bit of Denver. <laughs> bit of I Denver, never know Colorado. what you're going to say next. You know that. <laughs> oh yeah, lovely. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, I fancied a bit of that. Yeah, Did not you? so much the skiing. They do a bit of skiing up there, do they? I think, but they no. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like Manuel Neuer broke his leg. That was a strange move. You shouldn't be skiing as a footballer. Yeah, but the likes not mid-season. Ed- no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. A bit of a uh, yeah. No, a bit of landscape, a bit of scenery would have would have uh, done me. Uh, I don't know if this is true or not. Somebody can confirm. This is from Phil the Teapot in Kells. <laughs> He says the old pitch in Baconstown near Enfield was the best slope on a pitch you've ever seen. From one goal, you could only see the top of the upright at the other end. It was class. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's been redeveloped and is now one of the finest hurling surfaces in Leinster. So that's severe, go. isn't it? As a severe slope. <laughs> that is severe. Biggest problem with Old Trafford, says uh, Richard in Portlaoise, who seems like he's very much in the know, is that the railway line running behind the main stand where the TV cameras would be. They have tried numerous times to get planning permission to improve that stand, but they are always turned down on account of the railway line. So there you go. Bit of inside information there. And then I don't really know what the, this point is getting at. Uh, hi, Joe. Don't worry about Kenny and Richie. It's a Northside thing. It's a peculiarity of most Northsiders. They somehow think they're kindred spirits. Maybe this is when you were ganging up on me earlier on. <laughs> I was I was trying it's to save peculiar. your answer, John. What's that? Was it a bit of tone? Was it peculiarity, he says? Yeah. Oh, is that a bit of a dig? Yeah, Rich, did you take that as a bit of a dig? We're getting dug lean, out here. It's leaning more towards dig than compliment, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peculiarity. <laughs> so where do you sit in this? You don't sit Northside. I'm a Northsider as well these days. Where, like, how long do we have to serve on the Northside to be just, accepted? I was just asking you because, you, you know, you... What, how long do you have to wait to be there? Longer than you've been there. Blowing. Blowing. Fair enough. Fair enough. So that's Jack Byrne. We'll see. Uh, I presume there's no word on... on 
Burns interest we'll, levels or otherwise rich? Um, we will know on um, by Monday. Um, basically, the, the coach at Charlotte used to be involved in the Manchester City underage program when Burn was uh, there. So he okay. kind of has a bit of a, a prior knowledge of him. And they were interested before, like when he left Applewell and they could see at that time, the one club that were first in for him were Charlotte. And then Rovers got back in there and decided to coax him home. But okay. uh, this interest is longstanding and is from a place of prior knowledge of the player. And I don't know. I, don't, I, I couldn't speak to, to his, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, his, okay. his, his desire to do it or not. But just from the Charlotte point of view, they've been after him for a while. Yeah. There's a text in Colorado Rapids would have been a good name for a Northside Dubliner too. <laughs> Rapid. Yeah. So, uh, Richie, do you want to <laughs> look at me for. Do you want to bring, bring us a last story or two? It's not my yeah. joke. Kyron Wilson put job. together uh, Kyron Wilson put together just the 13th maximum 147 break at the Crucible this afternoon it came in the 5th frame of his first round match with Ryan Day they have resumed and Day has taken the first frame of the evening so Wilson now leads by 6 frames to 4 on the other table Sean Murphy the 2005 champion has taken the first frame of his match with Si Jua He and earlier today 2019 champion Judd Trump was beaten 10-6 this afternoon by Anthony McGill the Scott will face Jack Lazowski in the last 16. Lazowski completed a 10-6 win over Nopon Senkem this morning while four-time champion Mark Selby ended the afternoon session with a 6-3 lead over Matthew Selt. They will be back tomorrow. You're a snooker man, are you? No, I was just thinking that. I, have, I watched a bit of it briefly uh, uh, the other day and I must admit whew, kind of blew me away a bit. Some lad was at 1-4-6, Rich. Consecutive, Close enough, yeah. Yeah, consecutive 1-4-6s, was it? Yeah, but you forget the skill level of that. It's phenomenal, isn't it? Oh, well, listen... <sighs> What was your highest break in school? Nah, a little six by three table, or <laughs> well, even in that, yeah. In me Mars, because we hadn't got enough room for the snooker, <laughs> so you had to go up the wall. You know that one. Yeah, you're getting a lot dimensions. of spin. You're getting a lot of spin on the ball. So there. I had to go up in one of the bedrooms, so yeah, that was about a thirty-three, and that was restricted. Yeah, it is a frightening level of skill. The Ronnie O'Sullivan Hussein Vafai match on Friday might pique your interest. This is proper beef. Uh, Vafai has called him out he said Ronnie O'Sullivan he's a nice person when he's asleep otherwise not so much and Ronnie has replied don't rattle my cage I love it when they call me out I love it when they give me stick it turns me on they're playing 2 o'clock Friday now if you're not watching that match I can't help you so where's the history what's the history between these last year in Germany Vafai he's 28 years old now Ronnie being his hero uh, he felt when he beat Ronnie that Ronnie disrespected him that Ronnie was kind of a bit disinterested just smashing balls around and it really upset Fafai so now it's war uh, beef there's beef there proper beef uh, Richie thank you very much nice and lads nice and rich